0: Welcome back to Better Living. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi. We are continuing our conversation about DISD. We learned a lot about what they're doing with their summer learning program. Right now, we're going to talk about a lot more than that. This is going to be a portion of the summer learning program, but it's also school in general for DISD. We're talking about STEM, and here to help me with that is their executive director of STEM at DISD. His name is Alvaldo Alvarenga. How are you doing today? Not too bad. How are you? Doing great. Okay, so STEM. Yes. Science, technology, Engineering, mathematics. Yes. But you guys are doing a lot more than just those things at DISD, and that's kind of what we were talking about off mic. To start the conversation, what are you guys doing in the STEM field
1: over at DISD? Okay, so we know um, that the STEM in the STEM field, we know that jobs are growing at twice the rate as non-STEM fields. And so we know we have to prepare our students for STEM. And all of our schools are involved in stem uh every single elementary school middle school and high school have a stem component to what they do some are more heavily stem like we have single gender uh stem programs we have uh stem programs that are uh not single gender we have schools that um uh, at very pre-k level and we have schools at the high school level and so we we have stem involved in all of dallas uh, isd area schools I'm a horrible mathematics student, okay? <laughs>
0: that was my, I, I just wasn't good at it, okay? Right, um, exactly. But if I had a time machine, I would go back to my younger self and say, please focus on math more. Please learn computers yes. more. That would be the best advice I ha- or would have to the young me is go learn how to build a website, Right. Okay. So, DISD, the way I understand it, DISD now is not looking at STEM as just going to algebra class or going to geometry class anymore. You guys are branching out into fields that aren't just the traditional
1: mathematics. Absolutely. And so, the way mathematics is taught now is taught through a problem-solving model so in other words, now there's a reason to use the mathematics. A lot of times they're uh, trying to show you procedures and how to do math, and it's not really connected to anything. And so what happens is people lose interest. Yeah. You know, it's th- this is not concrete. I can't see how I'm going to use it. And so now the way it's taught, it actually involves a lot of people. And there's certain genders that actually appreciate that they're trying to solve a problem for somebody else. So if I do this in a very abstract way, I don't, I don't care about it. But if I'm trying to solve a problem, I'm trying to get water to a, a village. I'm trying to get a bridge to connect uh, this part of the city to that part of the city. And I'm gonna use mathematics that involves everybody. So that's, that's how mathematics is being taught in Dallas and that's getting all of our students because like you said, if you had a time machine to go back, this is what you would tell yourself. If you like mathematics, that means you like money because yeah. mathematics is tied to money. That was, that was <laughs> yes. Like in what you're saying, uh... I wish that it would have
0: been that way when I was a kid because it really was just here's a here's a piece of paper right. and you're going to learn this algebra equation and I could not keep my eyes open. I did find in English class and history yes. class I couldn't do it there, but if we were learning about building bridges or exactly these
1: kind of things, it would have piqued my interest. Yeah, and, and I remember we had like hundred problems that you had to do for homework. Yeah, and you know what the research actually says? After ten, you actually get worse. Really? So another, Yeah, because you're losing interest, you make mistakes. So number, the one through five are way more accurate than actually 10 through 50 or 10 through 100. But not just mathematics. We're also heavily uh, leveraged on in computer science, which is one of the biggest fields. Um, when we say we have a STEM problem in industry, what we're really talking about is computer science. Hmm. Because guess what? We do need doctors and we do need nurses and we do need chemists. Those fields are growing but not at the rate of computer science. You said it's almost double. That's the computer science. We have more jobs that are going to be available than we have students in college. I mean, think about that. It's the only major where there's more jobs than than people graduating. So if a student walks off a campus with a bachelor's degree, with a master's degree in computer science, they have many jobs available for them.
0: Do kids understand that now? Because I think that a lot of adults really don't understand that. It's like, go be a doctor. Go be an engineer. You honestly don't hear a lot of parents telling their kids, you need to go into computer sciences. You need to be a programmer, son. Like, you don't don't hear that as
1: much, but are the kids seeing that? So we're trying to get that message across. I think you're alluding to, well, sometimes we're like, we don't know what we're going to be teaching in the future. We don't know what we're preparing our students for. We actually do know. It's going to be something that, they're, that we have jobs for and add computer science to create a new field. So it will be a doctor, but using computer science to look at brain uh, chemistry using algorithms and looking at, at different futures. So in other words, we do know that if we combine computer science, you will have the skills of the future. So has
0: DISD been approaching it like this for a while now, or is this a relatively new way to look at the STEM
1: field? So computer science is relatively new. Um, there's a lot of states that they don't even have a certification for teachers for computer science. And there's, uh, there's not a lot of states that don't, don't even have standards. So a lot of the big cities, they've started their uh, initiatives for computer science. Uh, this might come to a surprise to some people, but maybe not. Uh, Dallas is leading the nation in this initiative. If you're a middle school student in Dallas, you will have uh, taken computer science and or robotics before you leave eighth grade. That's a goal of a lot of schools, but in Dallas, all of our uh, 10,000 eighth graders, uh, 10 to 12,000, they have either done computer science or or robotics in either 6th, 7th, and 8th grade going on to a high school. A lot of schools uh, are thinking they're going to take an elective in high school before they leave high school. We have beat them to the punch. We're actually uh in eighth grade um they'll have those skills now what is also exciting is that they can continue those skills in high school uh three years ago we had two schools and they were magnet schools that offered computer science as a an endorsement if you will Um, it's in the state you can choose an endorsement and you can choose a stem endorsement and you can get more specific in computer science well, we went from two magnet schools to 10 comprehensive high schools, which means if you're in, uh, in our high schools, you can continue on and get a STEM endorsement in computer science, four years of computer science. That sets you up for college to uh, be very successful Explain in what that
0: endorsement, what, what that is or what that means for that student once they have it.
1: So in the state of Texas, they students have to choose an endorsement when they, they leave eighth grade. And it can be in arts and humanities, business and industry Uh, public service, STEM, or a combination. So it's almost like setting a major. It's exactly like setting a major. Okay. Absolutely. And so the classes, the coursework that you take will let you know what endorsement you'll have. And this lets everyone know um, what you're focusing on. You still have to take four years of math, four years of science, four years of reading English and social studies. But that, that could mean you, you took two more extra math classes and you would get a STEM endorsement in math. Or it means you took four computer science courses and you get a STEM endorsement in computer science.
0: So, yeah. So for any parents out there that are worried that, that they're going to be like, what's going to happen to English class because of this? This is in addition to all the traditional things that you would learn in school.
1: Yes. You have to, um, you have to combine comu- computer science lets you run different uh, algorithms so you can run through experiments faster. So, in other words, just knowing the language is not good enough. In fact, a lot of that is done overseas. Mm. Um, there's a lot of uh, uh, computer programmers that all they do is coding. We we are uh, into a field called computational thinking. So, in other words, the the iPhone is designed in California, but it's manufactured somewhere else. And so, our students, you have to know uh, computational thinking and understand programming but the coding might not be done where you're at. It could be done 24 hours a day in all parts of the world. So we're really becoming... Uh... Well, Wasn't
0: that one of the drawbacks that people had about trying to teach kids computer science a while back was that they were like, well, by the time you learn how to write in a certain code language, it will be obsolete and then you're you're not really learning anything and blah, blah, blah. You're kind of circumventing that and you're teaching them how to, to think in this world as
1: opposed to learning a specific discipline. Absolutely. Um, before, if I'm on paper and pencil... I can run the numbers a couple times, maybe two or three, before that uh, efficiency starts setting in where it starts getting mistakes. Mm -hmm. But if I can write the algorithm, I can run a thousand uh, quick experiments and see what my results are. So I need to be able to interpret those results. I need to be able to uh, communicate those results. And then I'm going to work with other people about these results. So it's not learning just coding. It's learning computational thinking and, of course, Critical thinking, communication, collaboration, those those C's that come in.
0: You're mentioning communication a lot. I've been around a lot of engineers in the course of my life, and they might be great at certain things, but not all engineers are very good at communicating their ideas. Sometimes they're horrendous at it. So <laughs> is, is that what you guys are trying to do? You're putting a, a, a premium... On actually communicating these these ideas absolutely
1: and uh, you know so uh, I'll tell you the truth I was a former engineer (laughs) so uh, no offense you're absolutely right Um, the engineers who can communicate had an advantage they always do and engineers just have a different type of
0: mind yes and sometimes it doesn't translate to people like me that don't understand what they're talking
1: about right and if someone I mean someone can be great at coming up with the solution, but if they cannot communicate it, that solution is going nowhere. And so we understand that. And so that's why computer science and STEM is more than just about math and science and computer science. It really is about working in teams, interpersonal skills, uh, that social-emotional learning, that metacognition, understanding where your limitations are, all that comes into play. And, of course, that all comes alive when you're doing things like robotics. You have to work with the team. You have to uh, have short failure cycles, understand what it is to fail, understand that you need to pick yourself up, understand you have to uh, come together to get over the hump. And so all those skills are all coming alive in our schools. Let's talk uh, a little bit
0: about specifics of what these kids are kind of learning. So you said that kids in middle school are going to be learning computer science and robotics. Yes. Okay, so what... What are some of the things that they'll be learning in those computer science classes? And I'd also like to talk about what the robotics programs involve for kids of kids of that age.
1: Right. And we have age appropriate robotics all the way from elementary, all the way through high school. And they change from very fundamental uh, movements to plastic parts to steel parts. And so and all the way in between. And so there's the beauty of it is you can get engaged in at different levels. Um, So. Uh, At the middle school level, what they're learning is basically the fundamentals of of procedures and functions. And if I uh, have a variable and I uh, send information out, I'm getting something back and something's being manipulated uh, with that variable. Understanding loops and recursion and understanding the fundamentals of repetitiveness and then how I can create those algorithms. So that's a very high level uh, approach. But actually, I've seen that done even at the second grade. Really? Yes, and so let me tell you a little bit. Is it okay to tell you a little bit about our elementary initiative? Yeah, let's hear it. Go so ahead. So there's a school, uh, Frederick Douglas Elementary School. It's located on our south um, east corner of the of the city, and they've completed one whole year of all their students, pre K through fifth, as computer science as one of their core curriculum. So math, science, reading, social studies, English, uh, language arts, and computer science. So these students, computer science to them is just like learning math or anything else. And so uh, I went into a classroom and a student had a two loops, one embedded in the other to get their Angry Birds uh, to move across the screen and, and complete the game that they were doing. And this was at the second grade level. And they were explaining how one loop was embedded into another loop. That uh-huh. is something that most people didn't learn till in high school or in college. So to have that understanding at that level, it doesn't matter what language. comes up in high school, they already understand that that computational thinking, that repetitiveness and how to solve solutions, uh, using solutions with that repetitiveness. Do the kids kind of get obsessed with this stuff? This seems fascinating. You know what's uh, interesting is, uh, so this was new at that school, so the teachers, they were all uh, very excited, but they were also all very nervous because they were like, I'm not a computer science teacher. I teach reading. I teach math. And this was at the elementary level. Yeah, so we have a, a partner, code.org. Um, it's a national partner and they have the hour of code. Um, and so they really helped us out with the curriculum. And what happened is the, the teachers have become experts um, at teaching, and the students have become experts learning with them. So it's like a, a uh, an initiative where they, they broke down all any kind of uh, apprehensions they had about coding it broke all down because they were so involved in it that it becomes, like you said, addictive. Mm-hmm. And um, the way code.org sets up their um, their curriculum, it's online, they have games, um, and but there's a big unplugged part. So we don't have our um, first grade on the computer all the time. There's a lot of things that they do that are unplugged. And so they do different activities with the teacher that gets them thinking in those computational ways. When I was a kid, computer classes were kind of weird
0: because most of the time the teacher teaching that class really didn't know about computers. There was always a kid in class that r- was really good with computers. Right. And the teacher would have to secretly go over to that kid at a certain point and be like, I don't understand what's going on. Can you please help me? And then the kid would fix that problem. That's What you're saying is that's not, that's not the case anymore. Now these kids, even though... The, Kids are surrounded by technology nowadays, and they understand it a lot better than most adults. The adults and teachers that you do have in charge of these classes really know what they're doing and are keeping these kids on track and really guiding them.
1: Absolutely. And so in Dallas uh, ISD, we have a computer science department. A lot of school districts don't even have a computer science coordinator. So this is so important that we have computer science coordinators that work with our teachers. They They receive professional development throughout the summer and add elbow support throughout the year. So the teachers become very comfortable. And after um, so, for instance, after this first year, we're now expanding to 30 other elementary schools in the Dallas area. So we'll have 30 elementary schools uh, doing computer science as part of the curriculum. And then that's going to expand to all of our elementary schools in Dallas within a year or two. Um, these teachers at Frederick Douglass, they will be the ones delivering the professional development to other teachers. So you'll have a first grade teacher delivering this with one of our computer science coordinators with our partners code.org and also Texas Tech University is also uh, helping out. They're going to be delivering this to other first grade teachers. So we're they're all learning together. And that's the beauty of it. It's exciting to them. This is new to them. And therefore, you can see that our excitement being transferred to the students.
0: Well, it's got to be a great way to to attract young students or young teachers, excuse me,
1: Absolutely. Yes. Uh, the teachers, they know that we're preparing our students for the future. Sure. Now, we're also we're doing STEM activities. You know, we're doing cross-curricular activities where we involve STEM. We involve, uh, you know, science. But there's also a big computer science part to it. And so when you bring that in there, that also that brings the projects alive. That brings them. Um, I can use sensors now. I can, uh, you know, I'm, I did this solar house for my project but I've hooked up a sensor and I'm actually taking readings as to how much light it, it really is absorbing, how much energy I'm creating. Before I can guess and do some formulas. Now we can program a sensor to actually let you know how that's really doing. So computer science adds a lot of skills to the students and the teachers know that. And the teachers are becoming exciting and that's attracting a lot of teachers to the field.
0: Oswaldo Alvarenga is the executive director of STEM for DISD. You guys are at the cutting edge of of stem in in many ways. Are, are you guys getting looked at nationally for how you're running your programs?
1: Absolutely, yes. We are um we're actually presenting to um other school districts uh, this October um on our findings because this was a uh, neighborhood elementary school, Frederick Douglass Elementary School was a neighborhood elementary school uh one of the lowest uh socioeconomic status uh schools. And they're being very successful with this. So we're actually presenting to other school districts who are um, on their way to 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 have computer science in their in their district. Um, But you're right. We're ahead of the game because we're expanding. We're scaling now. So the elementary schools are going to feed our middle schools and then our middle schools are going to feed our high schools. And we have a pre-K through 12th grade computer science strand that our students are coming out with. There's only two other countries in the world that actually have this as mandatory, and that's Canada and the United Kingdom. They actually, uh, they started uh, a couple years back and all their students, pre-K through 12, are actually doing computer science. And so Dallas is on that path to be ahead in the nation. For What these kids are looking at, it
0: sounds like you guys are putting a premium on starting them young as opposed to putting super advanced stuff in the high school. It sounds like you're kind of looking at the long game right now and you're saying we really got to focus on these kids that are in even kindergarten, pre-K, to start learning this stuff. And then by the time they get to 12th grade then they'll, they'll be on a different level. Is that kind of how you're looking at it? Not that the kids at, the, at 11th and 12th grade are, are being overlooked because they're not, which we will discuss in a minute. Right. But is the focus as an educator kind of on these young kids and transforming
1: that future? So we're, we're actually looking at all levels. And we have, like I said, we went to 10 high schools that had the computer science endorsement. In other words, those pipelines are there. Are they full? No. But there's a class that connects all four years so they're there, but they need to increase. At middle school, all the students have been exposed to computer science and robotics. So they're actually choosing that STEM endorsement, and they're looking at computer science. So those pipelines are starting to get full. Well, now our elementary levels are coming up. So they're going to they're gonna be, as they come up, I mean, right now a fifth grader would have a year of computer science under their belt. So they would go to middle school with a ye- one year. But think, like you said, in about four years that kindergarten students, they will have first year, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade of computer science. And so our middle schools have to transform. They have to be ready to accept students with five, six years of computer science under their belt. And then, of course, that's going to lead into the high school and those pipelines that we have. They're just going to increase. And that's going to get our colleges, which have very low bachelor's degrees in computer science. And how low is it? we actually have less computer science bachelor's degrees than we did 10 years ago. You would think that that field is so, that it's opening so much that everybody would be choosing the field. Why the decline? You, there's just a... Um, that makes no sense to me. Right. there Less students are picking it. And actually, half the amount of women that are picking that bachelor's, it's, it's gotten to half that. So in other words, there's been a big decline in, in computer science, even though the field keeps growing and growing and growing. Security issues, you know, and uh, if you think uh, you're on the Internet and it's safe, uh, you know, you're wrong (laughs) because it's not. There's a lot of security issues. There's a lot of national issues. um, And these security companies are getting all the students with computer science bachelor degrees first. Banks, financial institutions, they're getting to them first because they know they need to secure their data. So, yes, there needs to be a big campaign to let Everyone know that this field is growing. Um, it's growing faster than any other field. There's less students. We need more students. Um, but I think you hit on something. When someone says computer science, people are like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. That sounds hard or that sounds very abstract. But when the, you see the students at the elementary level having fun with computer science, when they hear computer science, they're going to go, oh, yes, I want that. So that's why in Dallas, our students are being prepared to take on the jobs of the future, and and we're very excited about that. You're doing a great job with the students. Are the have the parents been as receptive to this? Yes. Once the once we show the statistics to the parents, they're like, "Oh yes, you know, money equals math equals computer science." Yes, we're very interested in this, and they see how it can really change in one generation. It can really change a family, and so that's very exciting. Um, and they also know that. You, don't, you can't get this opportunity just at any other district. They know that in Dallas they're getting this opportunity and they're very excited about it. And so that's why we know that they have a choice when it comes to schools. And we want Dallas ISD to be their choice for their schools and their neighborhood schools. And they're very excited that this opportunity is in their neighborhood. Tip
0: of the spear. All right. Uh, so I want to talk about what you guys have uh, going on during the summer. In our previous segment, I talked to Crystal Rents. She's the director of Summer Learning and Extended Day Services. She talked about all kinds of great things that DISD is making available to kids during the summer. You guys have a lot of fun STEM stuff that is available during the summer. So what have you guys got going?
1: Absolutely. We we uh, really enjoy working with Crystal. Um, she's very organized, and we were able to uh, work with her, and we were able to get 40 STEM summer sites. Really, I got tired of hearing, oh, they have a camp over here that does this, and they have a camp over there that does this. And I'm like, okay, you know what? We have 40 camps in the Dallas area that are dedicated to STEM. We have inventors camps. We have uh, CSI because that's very popular. We have CSI camps, environmental engineering camps, forensics camps, mechanical engineering camps, space camps, and, of course, video programming camps, uh, to name a few. So, in other words, students, they really love going to a STEM camp. And as in your earlier talk, it's summer school. uh, But that has such a bad name to it. Yeah that they were like i don't want to go to summer school oh but do you want to go to space camp oh absolutely i want to go to space camp yeah and so what they're doing is it's they're going and they're getting this in the summer and then um and they're getting that experience of being involved in something in stem now what's really exciting is there's a lot of research that points to if a student has an experience um, outside of the school day they remember that for years so for instance even like 20 or 30 years, there's some people that are 20, 30 years old. They can remember when they went to the zoo and they can remember what they were wearing or they went to uh, they were in a debate club or they got in front of. There was some experience that they had outside of the school day that just stayed with them. It's very powerful and it changes trajectories. So guess what? These students that get to go to these camps, it's outside of the school day. It might change the trajectory they're in just because they attended something that's outside of the school day. How long do these camps usually last? I mean, you got a bunch of different programs
0: going on. Are they going to be in there for two weeks? Are they going to be in there for a month? The, they're two-week-long camps. They are? Okay. Yes. All right. And so you can find all that information about the different types of camps. Where can you find that?
1: Well, you can go to – there's a couple sites. You can go to um, the STEM site um, in Dallas ISD, and that's www.dallasisd.org STEM. You can find information there. But then there's a the summer learning site. Which is uh, www.dallasisd.org/summer-learning, and um, also on our STEM site, we also have a Facebook site because that is a great way to get information out. So we put all the STEM opportunities on our Facebook. So if you like us on our Facebook. You can uh, look uh, look at our events, and we try we put all the ones that are in Dallas, but we put all the ones that are in the Dallas area, even though they're not Dallas ISD. So you'll be you'll know that there's these conferences coming up. You'll know that there's a STEM uh, expos coming up. You'll know that there's a lot of uh, different opportunities at every age level. It's very exciting. Oh, yes. You guys are doing a lot of really cool stuff. Uh,
0: My guest has been Oswaldo Alvarenga. He's the executive director of STEM for DISD. If you want to learn about these summer programs, log on to DallasISD.org slash summer learning. If you want to learn about STEM specifically, DallasISD.org slash STEM. Thank you very much. Thank you. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News.